Welcome to the latest episode of Future Ready DSM, the podcast that provides employment information for the Greater Des Moines region. My name is Marvin DeGier, Senior Vice President of Talent Development at the Greater Des Moines Partnership. We are joined today by Marta Codina, Region Bank President at Wells Fargo Bank and Tri-Chair for the DSM USA for Equity Collective Task Force. Thank you for joining us today, Marta. Can you get us started by telling us uh, about yourself and your role at Wells Fargo? Absolutely, Marvin. First of all, thank you so much for having me today. Um, it's just a delight to get to talk to you anytime, and now to get to talk to you on the podcast is even more exciting. So thank you for having me. Um, so Marvin, I've been at Wells Fargo for, uh, gosh, it'll be 21 years in uh, January, but I've been in the banking industry for 40, a little over 40 years, which is kind of embarrassing, but uh, been around for a long time in this industry and I have just watched it evolve. I'm, I'm currently the region bank president, which really means that I have the opportunity to manage brand, all the branch network throughout the Midwest through a, throughout a five-state region and have been doing so for, for a number of years. But my, my pride and my passion is in Des Moines and in the Des Moines community and really focuses around um, really leading through the DEI space. I've always been passion, passionate about DEI. As you know, and others know, I'm a proud Latina executive. Uh, I, I'm a Cuban refugee, so my passions in the DEI space lie from a lot of different angles, which, you know, from where I grew up and how I've been able to move my career forward. So I feel very responsible for being able to take um, others forward in their career that uh, come from a, a diverse um, a diverse segment. So it's, it's exciting. So I'm, I love the fact that I get to lead and manage and also make an impact um, in the DEI space. You know, uh, you just mentioned how you're leading in DEI and in that space. And so, you know, recently, Wells Fargo, you know, you received the inclusion award in the large uh, organization category. Um, and again, congratulations on your growth in the DI space. So, so thank you for that. Um, can you talk more about some of the practices and initiatives that uh, encourage you to apply for the Inclusion Award Summit? Absolutely. My pleasure. So, Marvin, we have so many tools and resources at, at Wells Fargo. I mean, as you know, we're a very large organization and, and have an abundance of resources. The, the art is truly how we create a culture um, of engagement around DEI. So over the past uh, several years, we have a, a new CEO that joined the company a few years ago, and uh, he's, he's really personally committed in this space very differently than what I have seen before. Uh, for the first time in uh, in the history of our company, we have a chief diversity officer who reports directly to the CEO. They, he does not, Clever Santos, who does not report through HR. He reports directly to the CEO. He joins us from another joined us from another large organization where he ran the company. So he's a very senior leader, diverse, um, and has you know, has had a lot of ideas on how we truly execute and make a difference uh, within the, the culture of the company. So we're seeing a lot of things at the top of the house that are really making a difference when it comes to that culture of engagement. Uh, we call it our operating committee, which is the top of the, the company. So the senior, most senior leaders at the, in, the, in the organization, there's 30 of them. 
And they have engaged in, uh, in sponsorship opportunities with those of us that are high talent, high potential, uh, diverse talent throughout the company. They're involved in sponsoring employee resource groups. So we're seeing a lot of things like that at the top of the house that are really helping first and foremost. Marta, um, just to, to jump in there real quick, do you think that what you just spoke of around how leadership is so engaged, do you think that within the, the scope of Wells Fargo's DI work, or, or is that one of the things you think that separates you um, apart from other organizations? And, and, if, and if so, what other things do you think kind of make that difference from uh, Wells Fargo's work around diversity and inclusion? Yeah, I, I definitely do. And it, it's it's something that we've always had, but I'm seeing really that engagement piece at the senior level more so than ever. So that I think is what's making a big difference. There isn't a day that goes by that we don't have some sort of a story or or article or something that, you know, it is on our internal intranet site. So it's constantly being um, highlighted and spotlighted. So I think that's really important to, you know, win the hearts and minds of, of our employees. So I think that's different. Um, you know, it's not just something that's a check mark and, you know, we have the resources and go out there and listen to a, an ECOD or some sort of virtual learning and you're done. It's something that we're really trying to embed into our culture. Okay. That's cool. So we're going to switch it up a little bit here. So, you know, um, as when we introduced you, we, we talked about you being a tri-chair for the DSM USA for Equity Collective Task Force. And um, I also have the pleasure of serving on this uh, task force with you. Uh, can you can you tell us a little bit more what the task force is and, and what it does and and what is your role as this tri-chair? Yeah, um, absolutely. So super excited about DSM USA for Equity Collective. Uh, as, as you mentioned, I am the tri-chair along with two pretty incredible leaders in our community, Renee Hardman and Tanner Krause. So that was uh, pretty hard to, uh, I couldn't say no to this kind of opportunity. Uh, what we're doing as this collective is really looking at ways that we can elevate Central Iowa's commitment to racial equity. And we are per very purposefully focusing in on racial equity and really trying to look at how we can create some long-term sustainable actions that really drive um, some uh, action and uh, measurable shifts in policy systems and practice. So just to give you a little bit of an example or a flavor, we've got about a little under 30 folks that have been tapped in to, to serve on the collective. There's been a lot of work that's been done in the community. Um, and we have representation from businesses, organizations, government, nonprofits um, to really help us pull this together. There have been, um, as I mentioned, work that's been done already through the partnership and the CEO commitment to racial equity, One Economy, uh, the 21 Day Equity Challenge. So we have a lot that's been done. What we're trying to do as a collective is really bring those resources together and really come up with, if you will, a master plan um, within the community. We're going to be launching a um, survey that will take place uh, sometime in the, the early part of the year where we'll literally be able to go out and measure our um, outcomes around um, inclusion and equity within the community. So it's work in progress still, but I'm really looking forward to see what comes out of this collective 
that we can really help propel Des Moines and central Iowa forward in this space. Thank you. You know, you talked about what are we going to do to, you know, continue to help transform and, and make this region a place that's uh, welcoming and for everyone. What, you know, with what we're all aware of as far as the region uh, facing employment challenges in some capacities, given your position at Wells Fargo and, and the DSM USA for Equity Collective Task Force, can you can you discuss with us the role you see that uh, diversity, equity, inclusion practices uh, will be playing and having a key role in employee attraction and retention for the region? Absolutely. Well, it's no secret, right, that, you know, again, if we focus in on building talent, developing talent, and uh, making sure that we're focused in on diverse talent, we're all gonna, it's going to make us all better. So diverse thought, um, diverse backgrounds, diverse experiences. So it's going to make us all better. So we need to be inviting. Um, we need to honor differences and make sure that we have those differences represented at the table. And when I say at the table, I mean every table. So anytime there are decisions to be made, anytime we're serving customers, we need to make sure we have that representation. So I, I think you know clearly we're facing um, challenges throughout the country with employment, and we're doing we're all trying to do some things to make sure that we're setting ourselves apart. Um, as an organization, I know we've uh, just recently increased our base uh, pay at Wells Fargo to, in our branch network to $20 an hour. It's a very bold move. Uh, but we know that we can also attract talent, attract diverse talent and help them grow beyond that. So it's, it's not just about attracting, but it's about retaining and growing um, our, our, our talent. And, you know, giving them a path, making sure that they see potential and that it's very clear that they can see that path to move forward in their in their career. So I think the work that we're doing with the collective, along with the work that is being done by I know, many organizations in in our wonderful community will help us long term. It's not going to address the short term issues that we're facing right now, but long term, I really do see um you know, anything that we do DE&I related is helping us with that retention, certainly, and that growth of, um, of that continued talent in our, in our, or in our uh, community. Okay. Well, that, that's awesome. It gets me more and more excited about what 2022 may bring for us. So, you know, um, this is our inaugural season of Future Ready DSM. And so you are our last guest of 2021 in this first round of uh, this Future Ready DSM podcast. So, you know, no pressure, no pressure. On that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, given your various roles and experiences, you know, what what is getting you excited and looking forward to 2022 and, and getting you revved up to go into the new year? Yeah. You know, Marvin, I, I guess it's kind of ironic. I'm the last speaker because I absolutely love the end and the beginning of every year. It's my New Year's Eve is my favorite holiday. So I love the fact that we get to reflect, um, that we get to think back on what's happened in the prior year and how we've grown. I even look back to, you know, 2020, 2021. Boy, did it stretch us in so many ways with the pandemic and just it, we, we learn skills that we never thought we were going to ever be able to learn. So I'm looking at the end of this year 
with that same kind of optimism that we've got a lot of things in play. We've got a lot of energy moving into 2022, hopefully more control around the pandemic in ways that we can, you know, again, protect ourselves. Uh, so there's a lot of optimism, I think, there. And when I think about uh, Des Moines and the, the leaders in our community, the folks we have at the table making some decisions and coming together to make a difference, it really energizes me. From a Wells Fargo standpoint, I'll, I'll tell you, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I um, have just accepted a new role within our company. So in 2022, I'm going to move into being the branch banking diverse segment leader for Wells Fargo. So I'll be representing um, strategies on how we around DE&I and diverse segments for all the branches in the entire country, right out of little old Des Moines. Wow. So I'm really excited <laughs> about that. Uh, and, you know, I'll, I'll hopefully, you know, again, I'm sure my role will be backfilled and I'll continue to work with uh, the person that takes on my role in managing um, our markets, but I'll get to be able to learn and influence things throughout the country that I've learned here in, in central Iowa and hopefully bring back some things that I'll learn through that process through central Iowa as well. So I'm excited. Um, I'm excited about, again, making our company more inclusive and inviting along with making, um, again, our community more inclusive and inviting for all. Wow. Well, thank you for sharing such big news for us on here. I, I feel special today. Thank you so much. I'm like, hey, we're doing big things on Future Ready DSM right here. So hearing all the exciting news and the things that you want to know and hear about. So, you know, Marta, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. I know your schedule is, is always pretty, uh, pretty busy and they have you going so many different directions. So just thank you for taking the time to uh, sit down with us today and have a conversation. Can I share a little New Year's Eve tradition with you? Sure. So I'll give you a little, uh, a little diverse, uh, a little diversity uh, piece here. So I'm Cuban and one of our Cuban traditions, and I, I firmly believe in this on New Year's Eve is that you eat 12 grapes at the stroke of midnight. 12, you have to count them out. 12 grapes at the stroke of midnight. So after, right after midnight, after everyone cheers and welcome, brings in the new year, you uh, choke down those 12 grapes. And it's to allow us to, again, have health um, and, and happiness throughout the following year. And I have never missed a year in my six, well, since I can, I guess, eat a grape. I've never missed a year. So there's a little tip for you. It's always worked for me, and I'd invite anyone to join in that tradition. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you for that. Sharing for that as well. 12 grapes. I have to remember that one. Go have to go to the grocery store to make sure I have that ready to go. So, <laughs> all right. Well, again, Marta, thank you for joining us today and uh, look forward to working with you in 2022. And um, again, just excited about all the things to come for the region. So thank you. My pleasure. Thank you for what you do too, Marvin and the partnership. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Future Ready DSM podcast produced by the Greater Des Moines Partnership. To hear from more leaders and experts on the latest trends in talent development, please visit dsmpartnership.com.